on T, no shade. L and J, what type of tea they serving? Is it lifting? Probably the type that Kermit be sipping. Take your mouth and start to click it. This dope trio delivering substance with subjects that's busting. Um, make you want to join a discussion. Real people, real topics with a little bit of gossip. Out in the bay, ripping eight one trade. Uh, it's all T, no shade. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to All Tea No Shade, where we are serving tea without the shade. Like we always motherfucking do. So pull up a seat and let's start this obsession. We back in the kitchen. Hey. Making a little drinky drink. Drink, drink. Something strong. Mm-hmm. Something sour. Something make it lean. We'll with make it, it lean. Rock with it. Okay, we can do that. We lean can do with that. It. Rock with it. I should love that song. Me too. Lil John. Undefeated. Who was the Oh yeah, it was Lil John. He also had the to the window, to the walls, to the sweat drop down my balls. All you I was. It was so funny that people didn't realize what ski ski ski. Well, white people didn't realize what ski 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 was when it came out. They were all singing ski ski ski, and they realized you're talking about coming skiing. Yeah, absolutely. But that is what it is. But let's get right into this dope ass episode. How was your week? Well, you go first. I go first all the time. So my week has been pretty blase, blase. Uh, you, did you almost die again? I did not almost okay. die. I'm cool. still alive. I'm still here breathing on this hot ass mic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, not much has happened this week, which is which isn't isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I started swimming at the pool a couple weeks ago, um, and so I'm I'm beginning to get my stroke back. I'm talking about my swimming stroke, but you know I'm thankful for I'm thankful for indoor pools. That's for sure. I had to remind myself uh, a few weeks ago to continue to do the things that you enjoy doing, even when everything around you may be a little crazy at the moment. And probably for over a year, I had not done any swimming. Like I got, I still did my cycling and trying to get back in shape, exercising. But I really enjoy swimming. Yeah. And so, but I've been a member of Planet Fitness for a long time, and Planet Fitness does not have swimming pools. Mm-mm. And so, I actually just canceled my membership at Planet Fitness to go back to LA Fitness because they have a pool. Mm-hmm. I don't really like LA Fitness, but I'll suck it up for whatever reason, just so I can swim. And so, I swam twice this week, and it felt amazing to be back in the pool, um, especially after the, like my scare last week with the fire ants. I just like you know what? I just need to be off of land. Like, yeah, maybe. I <laughs> Uh, but it, one with the world. Yeah, so that's pretty much been my week. It's just I realized after my my couple of swims, I, my mental health just felt better. Mm-hmm. And my even though I was sore and I struggled swimming because I hadn't done it so long, I can already feel a difference in my body. Just how being sore, feeling stronger, and my back feeling you know all the all the motion from the yeah. the the motion of swimming the make arms. the arm makes your back stronger Definitely as well. A full body workout. Yeah. I just think it's very nice. It's very good on your joints. Non non weight bearing. And actually swimming burns just as many calories if you were jogging. And so if not more, depending on how fast and how consistent how many laps you do. So I did about forty five minutes of swimming, not continuously because I'm not that good yet. Yeah. I go swim up, catch my breath, swim back, catch my breath. Continue to do that for forty five minutes. Humble your ass, real quick. Super it's quick. It's funny because you'll swim like I'll, you know, I'll swim for fun recreationally. Yeah. But you're not really like swimming the length of the pool. You nah. know, you're just doing bullshit. Yeah. When you actually have to swim the full length of the pool, you get humbled. Real yeah, quick. and I'm a I'm a pretty good swimmer, but I never learned how to actually uh, swim 
and also breathe. Yeah, the like, proper technique. To bring your head out of the water. Mm-hmm. So I probably just need to watch some YouTube videos so I can just try to learn how to do it. I've been trying to teach myself, which is hard as hell. So I'm always like, frog <laughs> in the water, you know? But um, so yeah, that's been my week. How's your week been? My week's been good. So I didn't talk about it last week, but um, I don't know what it is. I'm obsessed with CrossFit. Not actually doing it because I tend <laughs> just to, just watching it. I tend wow. to actually love to sit down while I'm like binge eating and mm. watch it. But uh, every year the CrossFit obviously has the CrossFit Games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To determine the fittest man and the fittest woman in the world. And for a long for a long time in 2020, we didn't think that they were going to have the CrossFit Games because normally it's like. Thousands of people at the mm-hmm. event, and a lot of sweating, a lot you know, of it's at least fifty competitors con- yeah. on e- in each segment, and it's just like really impossible. So this year they actually did do it, and they narrowed it down to the top five, and oh, they wow. let the top five compete. That's kind of cool, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, and so we had coming in Tia Toomey, who at that point had been. Uh, the women's champ for three years in a row, the fittest woman in the world for mm. three years in a row. And we had Matt Fraser coming in as the fourth um, consecutive winner of the fittest man in the Four world. Four years in a row? Four he won? Wow. First of all, Matt Fraser. I don't know what he looks like. So fucking. And it's so funny because he's like five foot nine. He's like a little nugget. Hey, of shout out to the shoulder men in the life. We, he we, is, we back. But he is like, it is, when you watch these events, it's, it's. The stocky. It's not even stocky. Mm. It's no denying that they're the fittest. Like, yeah. I really, like, I would put anybody against them, and yeah. I would think that they would, because the events are so uh, multidisciplined. Yeah. Um, it, it's looking at strength. It's looking at stamina. It's looking at cardiovascular. It's looking at everything. And the crazy thing is they do four events a day. Mm. And, like, one of the events alone will, like, literally, I'm done. So they yeah. have this really cool one where it was a three- mile trail run but mm. the trail was like at the point where people were having to crab walk because it was so the the gradient was so high you know like the hills were so high they're in california you know? oh yeah yeah and so they finished the race and they think that they're at the end of the race and then here's the curveball yeah only went halfway you got to turn around and go do the back whole thing over wow. again in reverse in reverse yes mm. And so Matt Fraser obviously came through the fr- the front line winning, mm-hmm. and then um, Dave Castro, who's the one who does all the programming, mm-hmm. is like, um, the surprise is you're not done. You're halfway through. You need to go do it in reverse. And then Matt just like kind of stand there and stared at him, and like they had to literally like push them. Like, no, we're not joking. Like, wow. you literally, you're gonna lose. <laughs> wow. And so watching the because they didn't know that, so they're yeah. giving their all to during get that, that first three miles. You know. Yeah. So they so ain't gotta do it all the way back. By now. the time they reach that first three miles, they're done. Yeah. Like done. That's kind of that's kind of foul it's though. It's so messed that's up. That's kind of foul. But it's also like. You want to be the fittest? Let's see how much you are. Yeah, it's, it's not only a physical thing; it's a mental thing. Yeah, can you train? You train for three miles. Right. Let's see if you, if you push yourself. Can you past push? That. Yeah. You know, can you push after you think that you're completely done? Yeah. Um, and so it, I mean, it was just an amazing thing to watch. Matt Fraser literally, I think he won nine out of the ten events, and Tia Toomey won eight out of the ten events. That's pretty impressive. They obviously won again, so Tia's at four-time world champion. Of um, them being the fittest woman in the world, and Matt's at his fifth, which is the first time that those positions have ever mm. happened. So, 
it's a different animal, a different mentality you have to have. I personally have never had a desire to try to be the most fittest person in the world. Never. That's a fact. Ever. Ever. But I love watching it. So if you've never seen the CrossFit Games, definitely look up CrossFit 2020 Games and take a look. Because even though I don't want to do it, it's just still fun to watch, you know. And be in awe of. Be in awe of yeah. people who can just can do that because lord knows i couldn't know what i want to my voice sounded kind of sexy right now why are you always so extra <laughs> like, oh, i mean oh. you were gushing over this, this matt frazier guy i had to try to bring something back for the for myself i love me some matt frazier he said and then tia to me and matt frazier are training partners and they're just so cute they did the last mm, i bet they are the last event together and it was beautiful it's right, good to see hard work paying off. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into our listener shout-out. Who are we shouting out this week, Mr. Noetic? Listener shout-out. We're going to shout-out, actually. Um, I want to shout-out all the people who showed love for Aloha Milani on yeah, our Instagram post. Yeah, we love her? That was, that, uh, that was promoting Milani being on our show. I mean, yes. they really came out and showed a bunch of love on the post, on our Instagram post. For Aloha Milani. I just want to shout out some of the names. Just in case they're listening to Altino Shade. Uh, we have Lady Lady Fran of Dumnesta. We have Chowing Down with Sarah. We have Tasty Eats underscore CT. We have Around Town 12. We have Food Heaven USA. We have Lisa Loves Curls Locks. This is all Instagram, y'all. Go follow them on Instagram if you can. We have Shivia.S. We have Maddie Cakes 934 chocolate muscle foodie chocolate underscore muscle underscore foodie um we have leo with wings of fire hungry underscore hungry underscore you underscore r basically everyone came through anna faceted jenna dequila get in my belly tampa a little bit of everything the kitchen the kitchen that tells y'all came through and just show a lot of love to uh, milani on the post so we appreciate y'all showing that love and of course, if you want to be shouted out on RT motherfucking shade, there are a few ways you can do that. Hell, how can they do that? You can shout us out or you can show us some love on Instagram at RT No Shade Podcast, one word. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a group called RT No Shade Podcast and Friends, and we have a page called RT No Shade. And you can always hit us up in our in our email at RT No Shade Podcast at gmail.com. All right. Are we doing um, Who Am I This Week? Am I? Uh, yeah, we are. Oh, damn. I hope I was getting away with yeah. not having to do it. But you know what? I'm ready. I'm All ready. All right. In the buffoonery. Oh, shit. Oh, in the buffoonery. Who are you? This rapper gets dragged for endorsing Mr. Oh. Trump's um, uh, little Wayne? policy. Yes. Little yeah, Wayne. He's an idiot. Oh, yeah. He's an idiot. I mean, he's not an idiot, but he 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 deservingly is getting dragged, and I'm okay with it. Yes, and so I hate when people take these anecdotal anecdotal like things and use it as to extrapolate. So he goes, "My life was saved when I was young. I was 12 or something, I think. I shot myself. I was saved by a white cop, Uncle Bob." So you have to understand. You have to understand the way I view police. Period. I was mm. saved by a white cop. 
There was a bunch of black cops jumped over me when they saw me at the door laying on the floor with that hole in my chest. He refused to. He said, I found this baby on the floor. I need to get to a hospital. He didn't wait for an ambulance. He took his car. He made somebody drive it, and he made sure that I lived. And that was his reasoning. And I'm just like, I understand that you had a great you know, reaction and mm-hmm. response to a white cop. Yeah. But that does not at all distract or turn or change the fact that that you had a unique and outlier situation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're what we're seeing with the cops and police brutality. It's undeniable. It's unarguable because it's on fucking and no one video. and no one obviously is saying that all cops are bad. We no understand that all cops that. are bad. So for him to focus on one cop situation. That's why like, he's standing with Trump in this situation. It's so listen, bad. I wouldn't go to a hospital. I mean, you can go to a hospital. There was this hospital in Brooklyn called um, Brookview. And people would joke about it and be like, oh, you want to go, you killed, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, if you had a hospital and, you know, 40% of the people were dying, you know, from medical malpractice. Yeah. It doesn't matter that the, you know other 60% were surviving and doing well or maybe may even gotten expert and extraordinary um, services, mm-hmm. that 40% is too damn high. Yeah. And so I'm not going to that hospital. That's not a hospital I feel comfortable and safe in. Yeah. And that's what we're simply what we're saying with BLM and, and, and police brutality. It's like, it's not all cops are bad. However, the, the degree and the percentage of bad cops yeah. is too high and for he's me sm- to feel comfortable. And he should be smart enough to know that one, Donald Trump is one, just pandering to the pandering. black community and two, just getting a photo op opportunity with him and how are you advocating for for uh, a man who honestly has is not a fan of felons voting in elections hello little wayne is a felon he can't hello. even vote he can't even vote in the election so what what is really going on that you are are standing with someone that's going against your own benefits whatever it, it makes no sense and honestly i'm just I just feel like he's so out of touch with society, with the world. Yeah. And he, to me, just came off like he's a, a complacent, complacent. To me, I don't have any cool. difference between him and what Ice Cube did. They both did the same cool exact thing. No, I actually think a difference between Ice Cube because Ice Cube went to both parties, right? His mm. plan was I approached both parties Trump was the only party that was willing to talk to me right now. Right now. De- Democrats said they'll talk to me later, and I'm waiting to talk mm. to them when they're ready to talk to me. But right? the platinum plan, though, like, it could be called anything else. It's so stupid. It's the platinum. So the platinum. Oh, the, the platinum wing. The platinum. I did. Come on. It's so fucking stupid. It's like, stupid. you guys, they're selling you on a dream to hope, sir. Yeah. All right. So this fast rapper recently popped up with a more sleek sleek image, sleek view. It's only a few fast rappers, so you gotta be twisted. And he has a new song with K-Dot. Oh, yeah, Busta Rhymes. Yes! Actually, his album just came out. Mm-hmm. And people are, when I was waiting to come up, come up yeah. I was in, in there listening to it, and it sounds like I amazing. I don't listen to Busta Rhymes on, um, while I'm driving anymore. You get too hype? As like I When I tell you, I literally almost crashed my car to Annie up. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot 
First of all, this what I go to, like if I'm really tired and I'm unsafe behind the wheel because mm-hmm. I'm tired, it is the only time that I give myself permission yeah. to listen to Busta because I don't know, but he gets me so amped. Like I have to go back and listen to the song with, with uh, K-Doc. I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. Um, but when I heard it the first time, I wasn't that impressed. But the album, I actually love him so much. And a lot of people are saying this is going. To be, this is actually the album of the year. Are they? Yeah. I would really love if the song that uh, that K. Doc um, and Buster's on is called "Look Over Your Shoulders." By the way, if you're interested in it. Um, but I would really love for K. Doc to come out with something too. Yeah, he's been living his own life. You know, he got married, he has a kid, and he. I just saw that uh, he actually signed a new publishing deal with like a new another company. Uh, so rumor is that he has something new about to come out. But we'll have to wait and see. Did you see that um, Buster is, go- is going, him and Ti going back and forth and talking shit about one another? No, because like real shit, like the real beef or fake beef. I mean, it's it's they they obviously still cool with one another, but they're talking shit about verses because apparently. Uh, someone posted a question to him, Buster about doing what he do versus with uh, Ti, and Buster said, "Yeah, he thought I would bust Ti's ass." And oh then Ti responded to some stuff, and then uh, Buster did a whole like video recently of going in on it. I was like, "Yo, is he joking?" All right, so this one you may or may not get. Um, this little rapper actually had a show that was on Quibi, which that streaming service has closed down, mm-hmm. and he actually landed at, on HBO Max with his show called Public Figures. And Public Figures is a series, it documents inspiring New York City influencers navigating life. Hmm. I don't know who that is. Little Bow Wow? No. Um. He's an American rapper, singer, Gained recognition in 2015 for his single One Night in Minnesota. His debut EP was Summer Songs. Little Turk. No. Little I'm Baby. You all his stuff because I know for a fact you probably, you might know it, but I sure wouldn't know it. He's 23 from Georgia. He does trap. He does trap. He has a mixtape called Little Bolt and Summer Songs 2, which he released in 2006. No. Nope. Teenage Emotions in 2007. No clue. Let me see if he has any big features. Oh, he has been featured on um, his Little Bolt 3 titled Oprah Bank account featured Drake and the Baby. <laughs> no. I don't know. Okay, we're talking about Lil Yachty. Oh yeah, um, you, you seen I've you seen know? him. He has, Lil Yachty has like the dri- um, the, dri- the little beads, the beads. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I know him, but I don't. I really don't know his music though. Me either. I don't know. Well, he apparently he had a series on Quibi, and I didn't know that that streaming service shut down. But apparently he did, and yeah, he got down. he got picked up by HBO Max. So big moves for him. That's huge. It's interesting because Quibi was just a ten minute ten minute uh, episode. So how, how is that going to transfer over to HBO? I guess they could end up doing just longer ones. But that's good for him. Um, love to see black artists um, stepping outside of what they supposed to be doing. Absolutely right, and, and branching out. So, so good for him. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best. I hope it blows up. I'll have to check it out. I'm a huge fan of HBO. And the shows they put out, so obviously they saw something in that in order to bring it over because they don't put out 
bad shows. Yeah, little HBO. HBO has been a goat for a hot minute. I remember growing up and HBO being like the channel with all the good movies. And good thing about HBO right now is they are really pushing the em- envelope on racial discussions and oh, they are. and stuff. I mean, I just finished Lovecraft Country, and I have not I, done that yet. I I like it. It's really good. It's, I've been getting such mixed reviews about it. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and move on to the sip of the day. Well, that's it. I got two, two or three right. Okay. Yes. Sip of the day. Sip of the day. Sip of the day. Let me find a main mm-hmm. sip intro. I think I got it right there. Time it is. What time is it? KL. Do you know what time it is? I'm not sure, actually. Hey, sippers, do you know what 445. time is? 4.45. <laughs> time for, for the, the main sip. The main sip. I said it. Time for the main sip. I said it. The main sip. I said it. Get you. Get you. What? Get your cup ready. Drink ready. Tea ready. What? Time for the main sip. The main sip. I said it. Time for the main sip, sippers. Get you. 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 All right, Sipper. So we're going to do something a little different uh, for this episode. We're going to have a take a make it a little bit of laid back, chill. We've been pretty serious on some very serious topics the last few weeks. And every now and then we like to just don't we know it. make it a little, a little fun. A little fun. Let's have a kiki, y'all. So we're going to do a little bit of black culture discussion. We're going to, but in a game mode. So we've obviously played Black Card Revoked a few times. Mm-hmm. The difference we're going to do this, this week, uh, Sippers, is we're going to read questions back and forth. And L is going to answer the questions without knowing who is on there and vice versa. I'm going to answer questions as well. And we'll have a discussion around that. And so as we ask these questions, you can answer them as well out loud. You can let us know in the comments what you, what you answered. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So first question, L, and we're going to test your black cards, your black cards. I often black discussion. fail it, so, you know. But the good thing about this is there's no really wrong answer. Because it's really like African-American trivia versus yes. like Caribbean-American trivia. True. But the good thing is that we don't, just because you don't answer one of the answers on this card does not mean your answer is incorrect. We're going to have a whole discussion about it. Right. So, who is the best male R&B group of the 90s in your opinion? The Voice Men. Why Voice Men? What group was bigger than Boys to Men in the 90s? Um, Other than like um, Backstreet Boys or, you know, like. I would. So, one answer you chose Boys to Men is actually on this card. Oh, you look at me. Look at God. So, um, I would have said. So, you chose Boys to Men, and the answers they have on here is Drew Hill, Jodeci, Boys to Men, and New Edition. Uh, I think I would have chosen. I think Boys and Men is probably the, the bigger, the big like, group than the 90s. Canoe, back in the 90s, could, you could not tell Boys to Men anything. They were it. Drew I Hill mean, was lit. I mean, Drew Hill was good. New Edition was good, but New Edition was kind of on the downside By of the 90s. Time, mm-hmm. uh, they dominated the 80s. like they, And there was BBD, who pretty much split from New Edition and whatnot. Right. And so Boys and Men came in early 90s, and they really ruled it all the whole decade, if you think about it. It was like, that was the first time that I really... For my, like, generation, for my music, for my generation, not like Michael Jackson, but, like, music that I knew that I would see white people sing. What do you mean? Like, you know, Michael Jackson transverses all racial lines, right? And and now, definitely, you know, artistry transverses racial lines. But back in the day, it was like you had black music and you had white music. And those two generally did not 
merge a lot. You know what I mean? You didn't see a lot of, there was TRL and then there was 106 in Park. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, they were very different and they weren't the same. But Boys to Men was one of the first times that I saw, like, white people going in. And I was like, okay. And yeah. It's universal. It's universally Boys to Men definitely good. cross platforms. Um, and they had some good songs. I mean, this is on Bended Knee. I was more a fan of like the early '90s stuff when they first came out. Like, I, wish, I just love when men used to beg. I bet you did. Yeah, honey, take me back. Mm. But this was a good song. But one of my favorite songs by them is actually this song. Hold on. I I saw them in concert not too long ago, maybe four or five years this, ago. This one. They still sing. So this one is probably one of my favorite songs of Boys and Men. This was such a great song. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because even though our R&B now is more explicit, it's not as sexual. Like, I listen to music like this, and this is music that got you in the mood. Yeah, I mean, like, it was still sexual, but it wasn't, yeah, it was subtle. It was subtle. It was subtle, Our yeah, music yeah. now is more explicit, but it does, like, does nothing for me. It's like... But, you know, yeah, but some people will say Jodeci... Uh, ruled in '90s too, though. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. Jo- Jodeci well, was really good. The early '90s, not the late '90s. They, but you know, they had so much drugs. Um, Jodeci would no. Jodeci was like '93, '94. Yeah, early '90s, early mid '90s. Mid, yeah. But they were pretty much gone by the late '90s. Yeah. They didn't have, they didn't have full power. It's crazy though because I look at Boys to Men and I never would have thought at that point, even like Bow Wow, that they would be like. Non-factors. Well, boy, no. boy, ga- boy bands, black boy bands were pretty much a, a done, a done thing. Yeah. Um, by early two thousands, I mean, you had M I X, you had Immature, you had uh, what some of the other early boy, uh, late boy bands that existed. Late one, you didn't have a lot of late ones. What's one with Omarion was with? Um, Omarion B two K. And that's really the last, last really Pretty great Mickey. that were good. You know, so mindless. Behavior. Um, all right. All right. My turn. My turn. Or my turn to answer. Yeah. Is it multiple question? Multiple choice? Wait, 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 wait. You can't put the card down. Well, because some of them, it's not going to work for you. If it's right. multiple choice. All right, go ahead. And, oh, you want to do it? I'll do it. Which gospel artist makes you want to go to church when they sing? Uh, if I had to guess on there, probably Yolanda Adams. She's on there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to guess on here though. You can just guess what you want. Oh, to say. I would. I would probably say um either y- Yolanda or Kiki. Isn't that Kiki? I love a good Kiki. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a universal black ass name. Yeah. Kiki yeah, I would say one of those two. And I used to. Let me wrong. I used to. I, I used to really love church music. Yeah. Cause it could really put you in a good mood. Oh my god. You know, and the movement transformation. Uh, I used to like uh I used to love some Smoky Norfolk. Mm. I used to love like all these guys and, and gals. But yeah, I would probably say Yolanda Adams and uh what's her Kiki who? What's her last name? I think you think about Kiki Wyatt. Yeah, but maybe she's it's not. not. She's R and B. Okay. Not. Who what are the options on there? Who you who who would you have said? Um, I would have said I love me some Donnie. Can't go wrong with Miss McClurkin. 
Um, Yolanda, obviously. I love Trinity 5-7, the old school. Mary Mary, I love. Oh, yeah. I used to love some Mary Mary. Uh-huh. I love that they... But they don't make you feel like you really want to go to... Uh... But sometimes I think you need to go, take, go to people where they are. Absolutely. And I think Mary Mary is the queens of doing that. Let what me was that one song they had? Um, do some R&B, you know, that you're familiar yeah, with. Yeah, they had some R&B. God, you know? Who's on the so what are the list? Who are the options on that list on the, the card? Option was Yolanda. Adams, okay, so I got so I would have got that. Donnie McClurkin, Shirley Caesar, which is oh Shirley, mom. yeah, yeah. My mama yeah. loves some Shirley, and James Cleveland. I don't know a James. You know a James Cleveland? Mm-mm. Well, I used to love this song right here. For the play, it's the God in me. You're listening to the sound. That beat was so hot. I was like, yo, they really doing their thing. Oh, you know the words? Alright, uh, my turn. Alright, so if it's a bad hair day, what would a black woman do? If it's a bad hair day, what do you think a black woman would, would do? Well, I am going to say they're going to put their hair up in a scarf. That's my go-to. I like to get a nice African print or <laughs> some pretty colors and just wrap my hair. Do a head wrap. Uh, yeah. So I, so the answer on one of the answers on here would be C. Wear a wrap or a scarf. Right. Um. Yeah, I think I probably would have chosen rock what your mama gave you. Oh, I mean, why do we? Why do? Why do we think do white people do that? Do white women put put a hat on or stuff when they're having a bad hair day, or do they just rock it? No, yeah, I remember. I mean, they might put a head a, a scarf on, a head wrap on, mm. but that's when you know they might put braids in their hair. They'll yeah. do like a French twist, or um, you know, they'll put like a a bandana, not bandana, but one of those hair tie backs, or they'll put their hair up in a ponytail. I mean. What's a bad hair day Every for a woman black woman? Every woman has a bad hair day. I mean, what is a what is the what is I a think bad it hair on day? Your hair and your hair structure. So, like mm. right now, my hair, I'm having a bad hair day, and that generally happens for me when I wash my hair and my hair is not wet mm. because it looks completely different when it's wet mm-hmm. and it's not quite dry yet. It's that in between stage of mm. wetness and dryness that I think my hair just looks like a jerry curl. <laughs> Mm. So like right now, like my hair looks like a jerry curl. Like it doesn't yeah. look as I don't think you know what a jerry curl. It actually doesn't look as there. bouncy and as beautiful as it normally does. Full. It doesn't gotcha. look as full. It just kind of like is laying there and it's not doing what I want it to do. So for me, generally, I'm having a bad hair day where my hair is kind of in that in between stage. Yeah. But sometimes even when your hair, like especially if you have curly hair, there's no guarantee that your hair is going to dry in any decent kind of manner. <laughs> so I can dry, my hair can dry and I can have, you know, part of my hair just looking like a hot mess and the other not. Yeah, you know? as a black man, I really can't tell when a woman, a black woman is having a bad hair day other than like if it's looking shaggy or if it's like all over the place, like looking unkempt. Right. Like for me, a bad hair day, I would say, oh, she having a bad hair day. Her hair looks unkempt. Yeah. Like I wouldn't typically think that you're having a bad hair day. It right. doesn't look bad to me, right. but you know your hair, you know your hair type and what right. you expect it to look like. I think but I'm also like, I, I think I'm unique in the sense that I 
do my own hair. So I think you're more prone to having bad hair days, and maybe that's going to your assessment um, about like, do white people do this? Is white people tend to do their own hair a lot more. They're mm. more familiar with their own hair. And unfortunately, black women, what I have found is that a lot of us are not comfortable with our own hair and doing our own hair, especially if it's natural. Well, I hear, I hear, one of the things I hear from black women about their hair is that it's just harder to maintain. Right, and mm. so they rather they rather wear a weave or a wig or something to, to cover it up. It's gonna be really like controversial. controversial. You said it from I'm your from your word from your mouth, it. your I mouth zippers. I think it's a cop out. I think what happens is a lot of us get our hair relaxed really young, right? And so we know how to do our hair in the relaxed state, but a lot of us don't know. Well, especially when you switch over to natural, rocking your natural hair, you haven't ever done your hair naturally you've only done your hair relaxed and so i think it's really easy to go it's hard to maintain or you know oh it's easy to just throw a weave in and that's not the truth i don't think that to be true and i have dealt with people who've had hair from 4c to you know 3c my hair is 3c to 4c depending on what Part of I have no idea what, shit, what what that means. It's but just like how the texture. I guess right. it's the texture or something. But um, but what I've learned is you just have to know how to do your hair and know, understand your hair. And once you do that, the maintenance part it just make is so much easier. It's, yeah, black men don't have bad hair days. I don't even know what the equivalent of that would be. Yes, they do. Y'all need to line up and y'all be looking a hot ass mess before y'all go to the barber. Y'all hair. There's a difference now, between a hairline looking different. Oh, you can, well, women can wake, wake up and have a bad hair day the very next day. Men can't. I mean, if you get a hairline, if you get your head, edge up and get your hair done, you're not waking up the next day with a bad, bad yeah, hair yeah, day. Your hair's gonna be cute. Oh. All right, next question for me. Now, much is it my turn? All right, if they climbing through your window, you should hide your. Well, that's easy. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Yes. Yeah, I, I remember when he uh, that was trending. That was like he was probably one of the first guys. To have his video from a news thing be trending and turned into a song. Into a viral, a viral song. Yeah. They do that all the time now. now but you know? That was the very, like the first. How'd you kids and him and um, what's his name? Southern Level. What is her name? She's like, um, I don't got time for that. What's her name? Sweet uh, Baby. Sweet something. Sweet something. She's, it was good because she was on drugs back then and she's actually like cleaned up and sober she? and doing really well now. Sometimes but, they do, uh, where are they now? Yeah, like she, viral stuff. I, I saw her oh, on one okay. of those virals where you where are you now but she was like um anybody got time for that listen everybody says this because of her ain't nobody got time for that that's, that's this is true. where it comes from where it comes what was the what was the white girl who who was trending for a while she actually made a lot of money meet me outside catch me little baby no bussy baby something i don't know her name catch me outside how about that yeah catch me outside how, how about, about that? that there was somebody uh recently who uh did somebody t- called her outside and whooped her ass it was bad somebody did a tiktok video uh, the other day, actually, you posted it. You posted it. The girl said her father was a Trump supporter. Yeah. And she punched in the ass. And she, and she said, "My dad just got punched in the face for again. being nothing but a Trump supporter." And I do it again. 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 And that same guy is like the one who does all these new viral things. Like he makes them. Yeah, that's pretty. So, all right. Uh, let's see. So this question says, Tommy from Martin, Tommy from Martin, what was his real job more than likely? What do you think his real job was? Unemployed. Hmm. I don't think he had a job. That's why it was the running joke that he didn't have a job, even though he kept saying 
he had a job. I don't think he had a job. He had a job. Uh, I think it was, it was like like in one episode he was like a youth counselor. Oh. But, but again, this is a there's no correct answer. This is a, this would have been a majority wins thing, and uh, one of the options was collecting unemployment. Yes. So if you would have had five people at a table and three of them said collecting unemployment, and Man, a, a you other people. I mean, he, he really, they really showed him. But you think about it, they really didn't show anyone in a job other than Martin mm-hmm. and um, Gina. Who else they, did they show? Um, Cole, we would sometimes see him working. At like pizza, like at like a restaurant at a or restaurant. something. Right? Um, we would see Pam sometimes working too. We knew that Shanae had her little beauty salon in her house. Um, we know that, um, brother man, not brother man, but the brother pimp, man from the, pimp, the pimp guy, he was a mechanic. Yeah. So we saw a lot of them in their work, but we would never see Tommy. Yeah. Tommy, um, yeah, Tommy never, never, we never saw really where he worked. All right. So what does it mean if your hand itches? Oh, that's easy. It means you got some money coming. Yeah, yeah, that's an old, old white, old black tire. Old black spiritual. Maybe, maybe, maybe another black spiritual though. I mean, I wonder if that's a universal spirit. Like, if you ask that question to a white person and you say, "Hey, what does it mean if your hands itching?" You think they would? You think they would know? But they say, "Oh, you got, you Put got some cream on that. Got some cream on it." <laughs> I'm like, you mean your hands itching? Like, you, you got dry skin. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely a, a old a old tale. There's so many different ones that we grow up. Uh, listening. Still, I listen. I literally, and I, I literally to this day follow them. Like, don't put your purse on the floor. Mm. You know, don't. Don't uh, put your. Don't let no one buy you shoes because they'll walk out of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your ear, if your ear is itching, someone's talking about, about you. Yeah. Uh, what's the one? If you dream about fish, you're pregnant. You're pregnant. Uh, which I think that one might be kind of true, or listen, someone you know is kind of true. Mamas. Done, done, done dream about some damn fish and was right on the money, honey. Are there any any uh, uh, old myths that you were taught growing up that you wish you're like as a adult? You're like that's a damn lie. I spent my whole life believing that shit. Like I remember they used to say, "Don't sit too close to the TV, you go blind." Mm-hmm. I'm like, so my whole life I remember just sitting, scooting back. Scooting back, not getting too close to the TV. You don't go blind, but they—they're they, actually—they do say that you. It can ruin your eyes. It can ruin your eyes. So it's, that was actually true. <laughs> not going blind. I mean, you wouldn't yes. go blind, but it can ruin your eyes. It's the same thing. I used to have my parents you used to tell me. Black people exaggerational flair. <laughs> there used to be one that said, "Don't take a shower while it's lightning outside because you get struck by lightning." Mm-hmm. It's like I believe that for the longest time. I'm like, wait a minute, like, I'm not gonna get struck. How am I gonna get struck in the? I'm taking a shower in a house that's grounded. Right. Like, I'm not going to get shot taking well, a bath. a lot of these things, too, though, were stuff that was passed generation to generation. True. And so maybe so, it possible at one point. At one point, it probably was. And the, like, the house the wasn't grounded. Like, yeah. swimming. like, you couldn't swim in the lake or you couldn't swim in the water or whatever the case is back in the day. But then you find out, like, they used to drown people, black people in the lakes. Yeah. but You know? But these also say that you couldn't swim uh, after... Within thirty minutes of, uh, of eating, that was a universal one. That wasn't yeah. just black. That yeah. was that was universal. White people were saying that one too. Which I think that false. was like doctors who were giving bad information at that point. All right, so, what's the nickname your mother gives your significant other? Your little friend. <laughs> 
That's definitely one option. Your little friend. Your little friend. I think my mom would be like, it would say your little boyfriend. Your little boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. for my sisters. Like yeah. we, that's funny. You got it right. So that's one one option, your little friend. Let me tell you, that's what she said. She said, How your little friend doing? My little friend is just fine. Even as grown ass adults, they still do it. <laughs> Even as adults, how your little friend doing? I'm like, you're not my business. Like, why are y'all in my business? First of all, I literally, I like, I don't know. Maybe it's like the teenager in me, but to this day, I don't want my mama talking about. Like, I don't want her asking about it. No, I don't like. You know, I'm waiting for that point where I get to the age where mm. like this will be like a common conversation with my mom. I can have a, I can have a conversation with my mom. She'll ask me like. So any any special ladies in your life? I'm like, mom. Mom, because my mom, like, if you tell her you're dating someone, she wants to know everything. She wants to know their whole life plan, their five year goal system. But, like, but I also think I think it's different because I think you're different because you are very secretive about <laughs> the people that, that you're dating. No, I'm in not. general, yes, you are. I never hear about the people you're dating to after the fact. I'm like, you dating somebody? You went on a couple of dates? Like, they get, before you moved to Orlando, I didn't... The, the person you were dating there, I was like, you've been dating him how long? What? I told and you so, about him, though. After the fact. After during, the well, fact. No, during. While, while I was dating him, I, I was living with him, so I definitely told you about him. After the fact, yes. No, it was during. I said it on the podcast. Like, I got a man. Y'all remember this, mm-hmm. Zippers. Y'all remember this. Okay, mm-hmm. speaking of which, though, I do have a man right now. What? See? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, just a few weeks ago, you weren't even dating. So, Ooh, so, child. Mm. You know. so well, I'm not going to say. I'm not that secret. So, I just point, don't. my case in point, Zippers. She Yo, just proved my point for me. I just feel like you don't need to share everything with everyone. Sometimes you got to, like... Let the situation marinate mm. before mm. you're... Like, if I'm not sure about something at mm. the moment, I'm not going to share it until I am. Okay, whatever. I just want, I just want the record to show that, I was, um, that I'm right. So. You're not right. All right, how long does the Baptist church's, church service last on Sunday? All damn day. All day. All day. I don't care what the, I don't care what the other options are on there. It last, I know it says, like, to the pastor say so, mm-hmm. but it's all day. All day. I remember being in church when I was younger. My pa- my mom's a spiritual Baptist. Or mom and my dad, excuse me. And I just remember going there first thing in the morning and literally, like, getting out at nighttime. I don't... That's one of the things that I really didn't like about church when I was in church. I grew up in a Baptist church. Mm-hmm. And I just never understood why we have to be in church all day. We would get there like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning for Sunday Bible study. You don't have to. It's the pastors being excessive. It's everybody being excessive. It's them not, not having anything to do, so they like to just chill. And your damn sermon already. When you're a kid, you don't really think too much about it, but you get antsy, you get butt whippings because you can't stay your ass still, still. for three hours. But then as you can become a teenager, you're like 16, 17, you're like, bruh, like... You, you say, I'm almost finished. I'm almost, you said that about 10 times. And the worst part, though, is, like, it would be so repetitive. It would be, yeah. like, it wasn't like it was they were bringing up new information or bringing up new Bible verses to, like, you know, support their position. It would just be, like, them repeating the same thing over and over again. And don't let there be a guest pastor coming in. Child. Oh. No, we did not. <laughs> Mama already mm. knew, like, listen, if, we was, if there was a guest pastor... Mm. They, different rules applied. Yeah, don't let me be a guest pastor. But I used to love going to church 
um, really for like if the church had a dope ass gospel choir. Oh my god! First of all, like I would just go to church just so I could hear the gospel praise and praise and praise and worship. In Tampa, I found a church that I love. It's called Designers Way. If you're in Tampa, and the pastor is like 35, 36, so mm. he's around our age. He's younger. He actually only does like an hour, maybe an hour and a half mm. sermon. He is on point with the timing. And the gospel crew in the starts that thing yeah, off. Yeah. Literally, I mean, they give me good like they be blowing. Just yeah. I mean, you don't get better singers. There's a reason why all of the greatest singers come from the church. Of our lifetime come church from singers. the church. Absolutely. I used to be uh at a church called St. Paul Baptist Church back in Richmond, Virginia. Where Dr. Lance D. Watson is the pastor was who was very, very influential in my life to become the man that I am today, by the way. Amen. Um, but they would do three services a Sunday. Yeah. But it was so efficient and That's they weren't and they weren't long, but the choir was so amazing. Ooh, child. Just goosebumps. If someone puts their hand up on your hip, what is the appropriate you dip, response? I dip, we dip. <laughs> Correct. Okay, <laughs> All I the above. That. I, I dip, we dip, you dip. Put your hand up on your hip. When I dip, you dip, we dip. <laughs> That's like, man, we have some crazy songs. All right. Oh, here's a good one. Which rapper would you bring back? Uh, so I'm assuming that Tupac, Biggie is on. Tupac and Biggie is on there. Easy E's on there. I don't, don't know. Who, think about who's on it. Just I would bring Tupac bring back. back. I would bring back Tupac, hands down, because Tupac's my favorite rapper of all time. And I think, obviously, I think all of them are probably gone way before their time. But I think yeah. Tupac had so it's the Biggie, big opportunity. Tupac, Heavy D, and Pimp C, and I would bring Tupac back as well. Pimp C, Pimp C was dope, but Tupac. Just had the opportunity to be such an influential. He was just so piece. smart and bright and creative, you know. Yeah, and he's de- he's definitely a testament to a, being in a. I don't want to say being a product of your environment, right? Because he was a part of that 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 environment, but he was trying to break from a break, trying to include it in his life and still elevate himself and and spread the knowledge of what was going on. And so Tupac, I definitely bring back. Um, When is it my go or your go? Your go. Oh yeah. When is a good time to start running? Sippers, when are you when is a good time to start running? Um, the minute you see somebody else run. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't need to see why they're running. I just need to see somebody running and that is all that I need to know personally for me to start running as well. Yeah, black people we don't play with that. Like someone else running, like we're gonna run and find out why we're running later. And then be mad at you if we run for no damn reason. Oh, you be so annoyed. You got me out here running like I was running for my life. Let me tell you, Doug, don't don't stop and and try to figure it out. That's Where the gunshots coming from? No, no, no. We good. I don't care if I got a gun or not. I'm like I'm going. I'm going to run. See the direction in which they're running, and you run that same direction and keep it moving. You find out later what happened. Would you be mad if? The man that you're dating, if gunshot, say y'all out and about and gunshots go off, and he, they, y'all both start running. He runs first. Would you be bothered by him, him just taking off, or is, or is it his responsibility to run after the fact? He can be my man. That's all I know. I'm just saying, if he he can run, but he can't leave me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, first of all, you got way longer legs than I do, so you need to hold up. But also, like, you would hope that he would want to make sure that you're safe and sound, and that you get back home with him. So, 
I would hope that he would not leave me. If he left me, though, I would definitely feel some type of way. Yeah, I don't think any any man should leave anyone behind, whether it's your woman or friend yeah. in general. But I do think that it's almost impossible to hear a gunshot and not naturally want to run or Absolutely. or duck before making sure it's like pow you like you just, oh shit let me go you know so I I, I think that's kind of hard to do yeah but there's been multiple people who like they've come and shot down the place and the guy's first reaction has been to um, protect absolutely the women he's with so Colorbone or when they when they yeah, got Colorbine. killed in the movie theater men died because they hopped on top of the woman yep. to make sure they were good exactly so I think it just depends on how you were raised and yeah. what you value I would say so all right. Come on. Um, approximately, how long did Sophia have to fight? All my life, oh, I had to fight. My life. All I my life, fight. man. Talk about some classic movie lines. First of all, the color purple is to this day is undefeated. Let me tell you, it's so good. I still this day, me and my best friend still be doing this. Me was never. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch uh, Color Purple until much later in life. I mean, obviously we watched them when I was younger, but I didn't really understand it. Yeah. And I think it's good to go back and watch movies like that as an adult, so you can have a better understanding of what the story was talking about or or that moment that was happening. Because you don't get it as a even with songs today. Like you go back and listen to songs that were out in the nineties when you were a teenager, or in your case, early two thousand. You're just like. I shouldn't have been singing that song. Oh, absolutely not. You know? You... I still remember when I was younger, I used to love Big Butts, and I used to sing that song, and, like, my little self... I like Big, big Butts, and I can't, can't deny. deny. Yeah. I can't deny. When a girl fucks in, when you know the whole damn song. You were definitely singing that song. I was song. definitely singing it in my little ass. <laughs> Child, child self. But yeah, Color Purple. Or the thong song. Like, why was oh, I? Oh, I was old enough for that. I was old enough for the thong I song. I was in middle school during the thong song. And I really had no business. What guys talk about? The thong, the thong, thong, thong. I like it when the booty go. Dunna, dunna. Girl, make your booty yeah. go. Dunna, dunna. First of all, they don't give, um, what's his face? Cisco. Cisco enough credit because so much of current R&B is Cisco right now. Cisco. His look, the way he was dressing, his style. This, it's like current he was very influential. Um, who was your favorite? Who was your all-time favorite movie thug? Who was your all Ooh. as a black person, black culture? Who is your all-time movie thug? This is a hard one. My all. Let's see if she get any of the ones that's on. You have four options on here. My all-time movie thug. White people, hmm? white people, and every slave. I mean, like it got to be a character. It has to be a character, um, a character name from who was a thug in a movie that is like a, a, a black people's all-time favorite movie thug. Okay. Um, Boys in the Hood. What was Ice Cube's character's name again? It wasn't Ricky. It was. Um, I don't think it was. Is it like a thug that we like or a thug we don't like? That that we like. Thug, oh, oh, do you know? No, I got. I changed my mind. It's the five heartbeats, and it's Mr. Red. Mr. Oh, Mr. Red was an asshole. Yeah. But he was good. He was good. Mr. Red. He's not on this list, but Five Heartbeats is probably one of my favorite movies Absolute of all time. Face. 
Um, but so they have on here. Um, I think I think you're thinking about Doughboy from Boys in the Doughboy, Hood. Doughboy, yes. So Doughboy, Nino Brown from New Jack City, Bishop from Juice, which was Tupac, right? And then Tony Montana from Scarface. And I think I most people, people, I love how no matter what. Godfather is like I don't know why black people love Godfather love so much. It. I mean I mean I, hold on, I take that back. Godfather is a great movie. Great series of yeah. movies. But I don't understand why the infatuation with the Italians Especially exists. They, they didn't like Italians black people. Hated black people. Hated black people. Yes. Hated black people. I grew up in New York and we have a huge uh, Italian population, obviously, and some of the most racist people, racist encounters, racist things that have happened to me have been with Italian people. Yeah. In the same respect, though, I know plenty of cool ass Italian people who are always down for the cause. But can we go back to like uh, revisit Five Heartbeats? So, like, what was your favorite scene from the Five Heartbeats? Can't nobody sing like Eddie K. Nights like this. I wish yeah, Eddie King. that raindrops would fall. So this is probably, let's see if it play. I don't know if it will. Or when um JT starts singing with that girl and got her folded. Oh, yes, I love this, too. I was sad, though, that they didn't really show, like, the sister, this was her only one time in the movie. Yeah. You didn't really see her any other time. Not at all. But this is such a, such a powerful mm-hmm. scene. And in the bedroom. Some people This is the Patti LaBelle version. This, this, this yeah. soundtrack version. Yeah, it's the soundtrack version. Then you, you believe in me. Oh, I loved also when um, the tap dancing old man literally handed Dresser his fucking bottom lip and said, shut up, sit down somewhere. Because Dresser thought that he was he could outdance this guy. Oh, yeah. And then this little old man came and gave him work, honey. Yeah, that was a good. It was such a great. First of all, the Five Heartbeat is just so good. It's it is. It's so good. It's, like, it's very I emotional. I keep going about yeah. like, when, when fucking Doug found out that JT was screwing his chick. Yeah, I liked it when um, they were they first started singing on the stage and they were getting booed. Yeah, they, they were throwing stuff and he came out there. Choir boy, choir, choir boy, boy, yeah. So, Sippers, you, if you've never watched Five Heart Beats, today. you need to go watch. Anyone, anyone should watch Five Heart Beats. It's like dope. so good. Uh, which is it my go? Yeah. Which TV dad do you wish was your own? Which TV dad do you wish was your own? What do you think is on here? The TV dad. Oh, I know that's going to be like the Fresh Prince dad is going to be on there. Maybe Carl from Family Matters might be on there. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say anything yet. Let's see. TV dads. Who would you choose? If I had to choose, it's not going to be a majority vote. I want one of them TV dads from my 16, my super sweet 16, because they got that Skrilla. <laughs> yeah, but think but think, how, think about who would black people choose, do you think? Because it's still a re- I think everybody wanted Will's, um, what's his name? Not um, from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Philip Banks. Philip Banks. I mean, he was just. 
that one episode where Will Smith was crying, and then we find out that he was really actually crying about his father. Oh, was he actually crying? I didn't yeah, know. About, that, yeah. Oh, you didn't hear about that? Uh-uh. So Will Smith. I mean, I've seen the, I've seen the uh, clips, but. Yeah, so Sippers, if you, there's an episode where Will Smith was, like, bawling to Philip and was like, you know, why doesn't he want me? You know, why, you know, yeah. why isn't he here? Yeah. That episode. Apparently, a lot of that was ad-libbed. It wasn't supposed to be this huge emotional scene. Oh, yeah. It was just something that, like... Happened, happened. and they just went with it. And, well, yeah, Will got super triggered, and that was his response. And so Philip Banks's response was all, like, ad-libbed, essentially. Mm. And, I mean, Phillips didn't su- disappoint, yeah. <laughs> you know? So some of the options they have on here is Lucius Lyons, Carl... Oh, my God, get out of here. Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. <laughs> Carl Winslow, Philip Banks, and Heathcliff. I mean, What's Heathcliff? Heathcliff Huxtable. Oh, Huxtable. Yeah, yeah, Huxtable. I mean, yes, Bill Cosby did some shady shit. I have literally but, removed but, Huxtables out of my entire Heathcliff life. Heathcliff was He was so amazing. funny. He You're was right. funny. He was, he was good. He was a good father. He was a good dad. I'm, I can't take that from him. Yeah. But Philip Banks was... was I would have definitely choose between Philip, Philip Banks and Heathcliff. He was uh, funny. For sure. I don't know which... Which show that I think was better though, the Cosby Show or the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, because they, they both were both so funny and they but both the, represent uh, showing black black families in such a positive positive light. positive light, not a struggle struggle scene or struggle life, you right. know. Um, married married uh family, married, husband and wife centered. Yeah, so yeah, but Fresh Prince was amazing though. All right, last one. Do more. Okay. Ha. Huh. What's the best music movie of all time? Hilarious. <laughs> we just talked about this. I know. Uh, so, obviously, I would probably... I'm going to say Five Heartbeats, but I'm trying to see if I can guess what's on there. Okay. Best movie of all time. Um, so, Five Heartbeats... What would be your second pick if you... I... The runner-up. would probably think... Um, maybe the Temptations is that on there? It is. Um, the Temptations. Um, he's on time. He's on time. There's four mm-hmm. options on there. Mm-hmm. Temptation, Five Heartbeats. He's on time. He's on. What time. else is on there? He's on time. The Wiz. Uh, yeah, people are gonna give me shit about this because uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan about the Wiz. He's down the road to give you his. Uh, you know, I actually didn't see the Wiz until I was an adult. I didn't really care for the Wiz. But. And Purple Rain. I did love me some Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. A lot of people would say Purple Rain. Purple but I think Rain. Purple Rain. Temptations was really good, too. It's just the five heartbeats for you. Yeah. It's, I mean. Not it's, even. I don't, I don't even, even need close. to guess. Yeah. yeah the five like, heartbeats. Not, not close at all. All right, guys. How are you? Did you guys have the same things that we did, Sippers? Or no? Hey, it's just a little bit of black, black culture talk. Black this, culture, we can go on and on and on and on. But you should definitely go check out the five part beats. Black trivia, maybe. Black trivia. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into unsolicited advice. Well, let me give you a little advice. What? (laughs) All right, guys, the first one I have is from Skylar Savage. What a name that is. I know. And she goes, I need advice. I love this guy, but we broke up. Not on bad terms, so to speak. We still have mad love for each other. How do I express my feelings towards him without sounding like an idiot? 
I really want to be with him again. I take a mm. bullet for this man. He's done everything for me, including defending me from his family. It's hard on me because I'm new at this and have trouble expressing my feelings. Mm. I want him and only him. I don't talk to other guys. I live with my ex, the one that I'm talking about, and oh, I okay. see him every day, and me wondering how to tell him just hurts me more and more. Help, please. Don't be rude. She's in a bad situation because... You're with somebody, you're living with someone who you're not involved with anymore. You see him every day. She's stuck in a space of wanting, he's, he's, if you can't get back with them, you got to get out of that house. Yeah. You got to get out of that house. I don't think she's in a bad scenario. They broke up and they didn't break up on bad terms. But why are they broken up then? If you will take a bullet for him, then you can fucking have a conversation with this man and tell him about your feelings. I think they probably broke up because she says that she has a hard time expressing herself and nobody wants to date a child. Nah, that's 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 such a turn off. I've I've dated many women who cannot express how they feel. And for whatever reason, maybe they have done it, they tried to express themselves in the past and never shit shit it on and shut down. It's such a self-fulfilling prophecy though. Like if you can't, if you can't be vulnerable, if you can't say what you feel, then you're going to lose the person you're with. So 100% of the time. It, it just, you, you might as well say what you feel and at least have the honesty be truth. I mean, everyone's so scared in this generation of seeming thirsty or feeling like you got played. People are afraid to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is all the time. And everybody gets thirsty. So let it be what it is. And I don't even think it's even thirsty. Like, just, you know, if you like somebody, say you fucking like them. Say if you messed up, say why I messed up. And if you want to get back, you need to prove that you actually have changed from what the problem was that caused the breakup, though. No one wants to go back with you if you're still the same person that you were to call the breakup. Yeah. You know, and so... And, like, sister, you can't... Like, don't just say things to say things. Don't say you'll take a bullet for this man if you can't even have a conversation, a true and honest conversation with him about how you feel. Like, like, what are you saying right now? You know what I mean? How do you... I couldn't even imagine. I actually dated a woman who... At this time... I didn't know, and at the time... Um, we had gone on a couple of dates and... Ended up sleeping together, and turned out that she was still living with her ex. Oh my god! But last year, I think I remember this. Was and last they were year. Uh, maybe last year, sometimes. Yeah, so I can't remember. It was single a while ago. But I'm just like, I can't, I can't. I know you're saying it's over, and y'all don't have anything there. But I just cannot in, invest in a situation like that. Like, I, you ask me to trust it, y'all not ever going to smash or anything. Convenient. Yeah. Like, if y'all living together, it's just too convenient. Even if you don't like somebody, they catch you on the right day with the right amount of liquor and they wear yeah. the right amount of clothes or no clothes at all, honey. Yep. yep. Clearly, you were attracted to that person initially enough to move in with that person. So there is physical attraction there. And yeah, so if you want to get back with them, you definitely need to just woman up. Use your words. And sis. express yourself and show that you have changed and that you are willing to work on it. I mean, you didn't really say why you broke up, so we don't know. We have to have to assume, but yeah. Let me see if I see why she said she broke up. All she keeps saying is that they broke up on good terms, but that's it. All right, so here's Maybe another. it ran, ran its course. Maybe, maybe. I, I think you just need to check in on him. Like, you don't even need to go in about your feelings initially, but, you know, you guys live together. Make him a, a good dinner or something that he really likes. 
light some candles, put some music on. When he comes home, go from in the work, kitchen and just put on a t-shirt with no panties on. Yes, you cook it, it works. Sis, put on his t-shirt with no. That's panties all we on. need, ladies. And then sit down and like actually have a conversation with him. Like, how was your day? How are things going? I just want to check in with you. How are you feeling about us? Like, you can actually have that conversation when you actually put more of it on him than you. You know, <laughs> low key. But it requires you to take the extra step. If this is a man that you really, really want and that you really, really love, then you should be willing to do what it takes to keep him or to get him back. Yep. All right, next one. This one's from Harold Alcorn. He breaks my heart a little bit. Uh-oh. I keep drinking soda. I'm like, oh. All right. So I just got left because I wouldn't have an open relationship. Mm. I think she This is a guy saying this? Yeah. Okay. I think she wanted to sleep with the guy she left me for. Mm. She realized he didn't have the same an ambition as her or drive. So we got back together. She told me she loved me a few months back and that she just wanted to sleep with other people. I said no. And now I'm single. What more could I have done? I have a great job. I was an amazing dad to my daughter. I even started helping her with her son. Played catch and helped read to him. I have a, a great job, but I still got beat out by some bum who she said she didn't even love. I'm just lost, and I guess I'm trying to see who has... Mm, not a good sentence. I poured my heart out for two women and they have smashed it both to pieces. Mm. I want to love one person, but for some reason, everyone wants an open relationship nowadays. Well, I don't think, one, he said, what what more could he have done? Sometimes there's nothing you could have done. Yeah. Sometimes you do everything right. It's just not the right situation. and That's not the right person for you. Mm. Uh, I would I would wonder if, uh, if the sex life, how is your sex life together? But typically, if, if typically for the most part, if a woman's being satisfied in other areas and the sex life is good, she's really not asking for an open relationship. An open relationship in most cases, like, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with open relationships, mm-hmm. and maybe she just knew she was not meant for one person. Yeah, I would say. I mean, some some to that fact too. I think that's some definitely something that I was guilty of is like you you can go into relationships wondering if you meet their standards, but really that's, you're going in wrong. You need to be going into a relationship to see if they meet your standards, right? Because they're already doing the assessment for themselves. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, and everybody has to do that. And we've all met like people who are amazing on paper or people who, you know, they mark every checkbox that we have, but when we actually are with them, they we don't have that same level of chemistry that we may have with someone who doesn't meet all those check boxes. There are certain things that cannot be, um, you know, check box. Some things yeah. that are just it, it is what it is. And so I would say, look how you're going into relationships. If you're going into relationships, um, hoping that you meet their criteria, and, and and you know that's your main focus is of making them happy, then you might not be making the best decisions with those people because you're not actually evaluating them on if they're really the right person for you. Because a woman who wants an open relationship and you're a man who likes monogamy, she's not the right person for you. She's not. And trying to force it... Trying to force something, trying to force a what do you say a, a a square peg into a round hole. Exactly. And if you've had this situation happen, a round more, peg into a square hole. It works both ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, but if you're if if you've kept encountering this, 
then you know maybe you're going for like a hippie a hippie kind of girl or you're going for a particular type of woman who isn't your temperature isn't your speed you know what i mean you got to find someone that's closer to your tempo or your speed or somebody who wants something that you want you also got to ask this these are some questions people don't really ask about like in, in the dating phase like what kind of what kind of sexual experience, relationship, life, lifestyle do you want to have? Yeah. Like, do you want to have sex with multiple people? Do you want to be, all you want to be monogamous? Because we do live in a time where different life, lifestyles exist yeah. and are more acceptable. And so more you definitely had to have a conversation. Or open relationships. Yeah. Polyamory or. Yeah. So like, and- I, I always tell people a lot of times, and I actually told, I just had a, this conversation with one of my clients uh, this morning, actually, because. Uh, she had mentioned that she wants to um, just focus on herself because she got she she got to figure out what is it about her that she keeps attracting um, this wrong the wrong people. When I told her, I said, "I want you to understand that it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you something's wrong with you that you are attracting these people. What you have to pay attention to is your choices, right? right? Like if once someone shows you who they are, what actions they are, you are making a choice whether to continue down this path or not. And so, not anything wrong with you, like." You didn't do anything wrong. You just, you made it a choice when she had the conversation and say she, what she want, wanted to do. You decided to continue to, choose, to go down this path to try and make it work when you probably should say, you know what? This ain't for me. I, I respect where you're from. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah, you know? that's the thing. You can't want somebody more than you are good with what your principles and ideology is, right? Like, you yeah. know when things are going left or you know when things aren't feeling right. And sometimes I think we overlook those red flags because we really want that person. But those red flags aren't going away. So you have to ask yourself honestly and truly, is this a deal breaker or not? Because what happens is like, you know, six months later, like, oh, this shit really was a deal breaker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't say. Yeah, and my own personal life. Like, I went, I told you I went on a date um, last week, right? And I, and I said how, I mean, week before last, and I said how it was a good first date. And so, obviously, in the conversation, you know, she she said she wants to go on multiple dates with other people. I said, hey, do whatever you want. Like, I always assume that people have multiple people that are dating. Right. I'm not the only one. I have no problem with it. I said, however, I would like to be able to focus on one person. And so, you know, let's, let's go out this weekend. So, we're making plans of what not to go out. And then... I think like on a, on a Friday, she was like, "Hey, I, I'm I'm thinking about. I think I want to take some me time away from dating um, this week. This weekend, is that okay?" I said, "Of course, it's okay." But to me, that's a red flag, right? For someone who's just started dating, and you're already and you're already you've been taking a break from dating means you're not ready for the commitment or the trying to build. With someone, right. we haven't even started quite yet, and you're yeah. already fatigued. and not just from me, but everyone. But yeah. you already started, you're already fatigued, you're already exhausted. So I'm like, and so I have a choice to make. I had to make a choice: do I continue down this path, mm. or do I just let it go? Right. And I decided to let it go because I'm I'm in a space where I'm trying to date to to build something to build. To to build. I'm not trying to spend six months, seven months casually dating someone anymore. And it's so you know? crazy because it, it, it really is true. When you find somebody who's ready as you are, it doesn't take long. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't... A lot of those hiccups don't happen. Yeah. You have to find someone who is in the same my, mindset my, as you. Mindspace, yeah. So... All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to my soon-to-be favorite one. It's my favorite one. It's just the two of us. Only because it's you by yourself <laughs> with, no co- with no competition. Hey, six out of seven last week. Say some. You did do six Catch out of seven. Outside. I'm not even mad at you. I'm, I was impressed. I did good. I did good. 
You did. I'm not going to take your shine away. Thank you, sir. That sounds about right. All right, Sippers, it's that time of the episode where we play six or seven songs, typically with a guest, where L has to compete with the guest at the table, but it's just me and L, or L and I. So she's competing with herself, and her, she's competing against you. You can find these songs on Alti, No Shade, Spotify playlists. We do not know, we don't own these songs, don't have rights to these songs, but we just love them, so we stream them. We want you to do the same. Go stream the hell out of them. And this playlist is banging, by the way. All right, Miss L Boogie, as they used to say. L Boogie. Oh, I missed toe to the knee. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. So this first song. Oh, I closed my notes out. Okay. Let me open my notes back up really quick. Uh, I think this first song is very, very easy. I think that you're going to get it pretty quickly. Came out in 2006. Sippers, try to guess it before L does. Creme de la creme, homie. Top chef, you know. Rick Ross. I like my beat down low. T.I. <laughs> yeah. This beat was so hard, though. Uh, 2006. I remember this being a club. Oh, man. This is what we're going to turn up a little bit, Sippers. Crank it up with a turn it up. T.I. was hot. I mean, he's still hot, but man. No, he's not that hot the way he was nah, back then. Nah, yeah. Back then, fire. Yo, we were just cranking this song. It's so, uh, bring back the memories, days. right? The good days. All right, one for one. This next Back song, hurt. yeah, came out in 2011. 2011. It was all good just a week ago. Is it Kanye? Yes, Kanye West and Jay Z. I didn't want to, I didn't want to say it, but I knew it. Hard <laughs> as like, a mother. Ham. You remember that song? How sad does Jay Z have to be? He, is like a he whole, ain't sad. That man, his whole, whole life. Album with Kanye. He made money. He made millions off of this. He ain't sad about it. And I guarantee you, that's still cool. He just, you know, Kanye has his own thing. He's going. All right, two for two, two for two. Now this song was hot too. This came out in 2011, as well. Let's get it started. No. Yeah. Correct, Jeezy. About that time. Look at L batting three for three right now. So this is Jeezy featuring Plies. Who would have thought that I would have guessed the Jeezy song? I know, right? Lose My Mind. That's the name of the song. He's doing good for himself, too, right now. I plead the fifth Got on the, that one. You don't like the wife he's he marrying? No, especially when she talked about that she only likes black men for fucking... And... That was her prior to it, right? All right, I'm going to get... I'm going to go down that road. All right, this next song. I don't know if you're going to get this one. I don't know if you're going to get it. Came out 2001. Attention. All you niggas. All you niggas. 
Time to put down the crystal. Time to take off the ice for a minute. Time to throw a little mud. Nope. But they're, they're closely related, though. Red man. Correct. Let's get dirty. Yeah. Okay, I, know this, I know I know this song. Yo, give me some room of throwing elbows. Timberland boots, Air Force, and shell toes. Who the f is still? If I gotta pay to get in the club. This is when they, you, you try to get hype. You try, you know, you just feel good. VIP, hey. All right, L. Impressive. You're impressive. You do better when it's just yourself. When it has competition, you just go all over the place. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the next song came out in 2007. Sip it. Hopefully, hopefully you're beating it, though. This has been a really eclectic, like, playlist. Mm -hmm. Is it for Ralph? No. For a minute, it was looking like I didn't love one of those guys. Is it Trey? No. Music? No. No. Name? I gotta know. Nope. Anonymous? Correct. Anonymous. Bobby Valentino. Oh, I definitely wouldn't have got Bobby Valentino. Bobby Valentino. Anonymous. Featuring Timbaland, actually. You got the name of the song. Now, this one I know you're gonna get. I, I threw this one out there just for you. I know you're gonna get it. Okay. I'll take it. I'm not even gonna give you the year. But you gotta get the artist though. You gotta get the artist. I hate when he changes the. You should get it though. Let me die. Is it Pharrell? No, that's Diddy, but it's not this song. Sitting here. With this blank expression. Uh huh. Uh huh. And the way I feel. How you feel, Diddy? I wanna curl up like a child. Oh yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. No, but good guess though. It's the one person, not a group. She's so gonna start singing in a second. I'm gonna let it play out. So I'm sure as soon as you hear the voice. No. Correct. Keisha Cole. I actually love me some Keisha Cole. I always did. I love her love song, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one because it's upbeat yeah. and it's up tempo. All right, six for six. If you get this one, L, I would give you a dollar. Okay. Throw me my coin. There you go, Bobby Brown. <laughs> 1989. I was just like, this is old school. I know. What am I going to laugh? I cash that to you. 
This is called uh, This is On Your Own it was, This was on the soundtrack For the Ghostbusters uh, movie The original Ghostbusters Man, Bobby, 88 to like 93, when he kind of did his own thing from New Edition. But he was really, really, really good, really talented, boy. Yeah. All right, L. Good job. Good job. You're not on your own. You're not, even though you're on your own today, you did a good job. Seven out of seven, y'all. Seven out of seven. All right, what we got next? All right, guys, let's get into Fast My Shit. Fast My Shit. What's your ish? What's your ish? What's your ish? Uh, you go first. You go first. All right. My ish this week are these 3D masks that you put on. 3D masks? Okay. Um, Under your face mask. Mm. They're these silicone masks. And pretty much what they do is they keep your face mask from concaving in. Oh, okay. Let me show you a picture so you can better see it. They're calling them nasal uh, mask stands or nasal masks. Mm. Um... They're, you can use them to protect your lipstick or your makeup. Uh, it would it pretty much is it's a frame. It's a it's a frame for your face mask. So it's these little silicone. Oh, okay. Frames. So it's basically for women. No, for men too. Oh. Um, the reason why I love it is if you're working out, especially mm-hmm. having it on, it literally keeps the mask from. Suffocating you? Suffocating you. <laughs> and it allows for a lot more ventilation. So you get, like, I've started running again. Oh, nice. And trying to, like, run with the mask on. I literally want to kill everything and that's everyone. So, that's why so I kind of started swimming, because I can't really work out with a mask on doing my cardio. It's so hard. But these face masks, they definitely open up a lot of ventilation, and it makes life a lot easier. Hmm. And then it has the added benefit if you're a lady, if you do wear makeup, um, then it'll stop you from, you know, getting your lipstick all over your yeah. face mask. Every woman's face mask who wears makeup just makeup. I bet. Inside. I bet. It also stops your glasses from fogging up because it creates a a, a suction on the bridge of your nose. Okay. Um, and it kind of helps you with the sweaty sweatiness if you are working out. So that's what it looks like. You just Very pop it on in front of your normal face mask. And it just sits on top of it. It sits behind the mask. The oh. mask sits on your face mask sits on top of yeah, that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, and it just keeps your breathing ability up. I'll have to check it out. I mean, COVID nineteen is going to be here for a while, and we need to be able to adapt with the the, the mask that we wear because it's getting an N ninety five. Is it called N ninety five? N ninety five mask. Hard, hard to get these days, so any kind of adjustment you can make to make yourself a little more comfortable and still be safe is definitely something you should do. I love it. And you get, like, if you buy it off of Amazon, I got mine for like $9 on Amazon. Uh, it came with five pieces, but they're silicone, so like I've been using the same one for this whole time. I just wash it with soap and water. And Ordered on Amazon? Mm-hmm. I'll have to check it out. I, again, I don't, I, I'm in the gym, when I'm lifting weights, I wear my regular mask. But when I try to do, I do cardio, I just take my mask off because it's just hard to, it's just too hard to breathe. So that's another reason why I started swimming. Yeah. So I can do my cardio and not have to worry about having to wear a mask because typically nobody out there is swimming. Right. So, so my ish this week is sex with no drama, stress, or unrealistic expectations. So this week I had some unexpected sex and it was Clearly. amazing. <laughs> it was great. Uh, it wasn't planned. It was completely random. Not by a stranger, obviously, but I was horny. She was horny. And I just kind of put it out there. 
And it turned out she was like, "So I'm horny too. So what you gonna do?" It was like, "Oh, so this is what we doing." Yeah, all right. Like, wow, you just it's calling so my butt. Okay. Twenty is the year to shoot your shot, y'all. And look, man. Let me just say y'all something. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Sometimes that kind of sex is the best sex, and I think that more people should do it if they're capable capable of not getting emotionally involved. I don't know about y'all, but my sex life in 2020 has been gut. So has been gut. Gut. <laughs> so that's my issue this week. Is just. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you're just stressed out and you're not feeling you're like sex really helps. I'm not saying do what I did. Yeah. If you're in a relationship and you feel some kind of way, just go have some good sex. We're too old to not be having good sex at this point in our life. So just be safe. But yeah, so sex with un, without unrealistic, unrealistic expectations is amazing. What's your final sip, L? I don't have a final sip this week, do you? Final sip is Thanksgiving is two weeks away. Oh, my God. As of this recording, I think it's Just going to I be... start to lose the weight. <laughs> I know, right? But, you know, I think it's going to be different for many people due to the pandemic. Are you looking forward to Thanksgiving, and do you think it will be different for you this year? Thanksgiving has kind of transformed a little bit because my family, we don't really have any young kids anymore. All mm. of our... I mean, I think my niece is the youngest, and she's 16, and so a lot of those like Christmas and Thanksgiving, they've not been quite as special. So last few years, we've been actually been going to a Chinese food place. Oh, really? One of those like family style Chinese food mm. restaurants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we've, we've been going out to dinner. I think last year we went to a Brazilian restaurant. So we've been just going out to eat actually on Thanksgiving, having and not stressing out about it, which has been nice. Uh, last year, uh, my friend Lori threw a really big Thanksgiving thing I together. Lori! Uh, I think this year I probably will end up going back to her little festivities. Um, I do think that most things, I think Thanksgiving is going to be different for a lot of people. A lot of people won't be traveling. I mean, yeah. Traveling back home because of the pandemic and whatnot. Distance, right? so. Yeah, and people don't want to put their grandparents at risk and their parents at risk. So I, I don't think so many people will be going back home. Um, I don't think it's going to be any different for me. Uh, I didn't spend it with my family last year only because at that time we had our own family strife going on yeah. and I wasn't trying to make anyone uncomfortable this year. It's a little bit, a little bit better, but I'm still not on good terms with my sister's husband. Right. And I'm the type of person that type of person that I will sacrifice me wanting to be there in order for them to have peace there. Right. I have, I have network. I can just still do my own thing right. and still not, and not feel like I don't have family. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, I would just, so hopefully Thanksgiving will be good this year for, for people and re- help, help remind people that even though we live in a crazy time, family is so important. So do what you can to have a good Thanksgiving. Right. H- Halloween is one of those seasonal depressional events so mm, that's true too. 2020 is already a really depressive year. So definitely stay in tune, stay in check with not only your mental health and well-being, but your family and your friends' mental health well-being. Because Thanksgiving is a trigger check, for a lot of people. Check on your strong friends, by the way. Ooh, check on your because strong your strong friends. friends. We often don't have the conversation. We don't ask them how they're doing because they're always the ones. Strong. Who, who's strong and have it, have it, seem to have it all together, but check on them. Even when they say, Yeah, I'm good, dig a little deeper. Like, especially are you sure? This time are you sure? Are yeah. you sure? You sure? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. All right, if that's it, then I'm going to go ahead and call this sip session finish. Holla. Blessings.